0: You are listening to She Speaks with the Great Canadian Woman. Welcome to the She Speaks podcast. You are here to uncurb your potential, reclaim your power, and disrupt the norms that have kept you lingering in comfort for far too long. It is time to step into the ring of your life and light it up. in every Monday and Wednesday to be ignited by a new, refreshing, and potently courageous Canadian woman to remind you of who you are, what you're made of, and what you're here to do. Visit thegreatcanadianwoman.ca to learn more about how to become a published author in our coveted book series, how to access our high-powered Woman in Action workshops, or apply to become a contributor on the blog or podcast. So get ready, get set, let's blaze some trails.
1: So tell me, where are you on your mental health journey? Are you fixed on your memories and living in the past? Or are you worried about the what-ifs and living in the future? When you are living in the present, do you feel happy in the comfort of your own skin? And do you feel safe in the spaces that you fill next to others? What experiences keep you up at night? Does it feel like you're a victim of emotional hostage? What does wellness mean to you? And what do you use as a benchmark to define it? Do you really know yourself? Do you know where you emotionally and mentally are coming from? Who are you? My name is Shara Santin, a proud Tamil Canadian woman, and I often ask myself these questions from time to time too. Over the past couple of years, I began my own mental health and wellness journey. And by the grace of the universe, this past year, I've had the opportunity, the fortunate opportunity, to promote mental health and wellness in my day to day job as a project lead for a leading mental health resource in the US called Dark Beauty Healing. Now, I'm by no means a mental health expert, and I'm not going to even for a second pretend like I am one, but I do have real life experiences. That has led me down this path of mental health advocacy. And so, although I'm not an expert, I do feel like I got some gems to drop. So hear me out. I think over the past few years, my one of my biggest lessons that I've learned is that every single person on this planet has experienced mental health challenges or is experiencing mental health challenges or will be experiencing mental health challenges at some point in their life. Why? Because our mental health is real. Mental health challenges can and does happen to everyone. It does not discriminate based on your race, gender, age, or sexuality. So no matter who you are, you will experience it because you are human. Regardless, mental health in communities of color can still be a very touchy topic. And as a brown woman who grew up in a Tamil household, I can firsthand say that there's just so much, so much, so much stigma we attach to it. Growing up, it wasn't a topic that many of our parents talked to us about. And likewise, it wasn't a topic that our grandparents talked to our parents about as they were growing up. So this continued cycle of silence, if you will is frankly responsible for our unhealthy coping mechanisms that are commonly carried from generation to generation. And the unfortunate part about this, I think, is that as communities of color, we actually suffer from mental health challenges at higher rates compared to our white counterparts, largely because of our historically oppressive realities that continue to have its effects to this very day. For example, As Tamil's from Tamilulam, some refer to it as North and East Sri Lanka, many of us are victims of genocide and continue to suffer from trauma, including PTSD and intergenerational trauma. What does this mean, you may ask? Hmm, well, let's unpack this. You see, back home, my family and friends lived in this constant state of survival mode, where the main difference between each day, for them, was life or death. So despite fleeing and seeking refuge in Canada, truth of the matter is, their natural response to most encounters still comes from a place of trigger. In many cases, when let's say PTSD or other kinds of trauma like community violence, bullying or disasters, when 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 that isn't addressed or healed, that can filter through as substance abuse, suppress anger, violence, domestic violence, poverty, you name it. And as a result, descendants like my generation end up inheriting and unconsciously maintaining conditions like identity issues, attachment issues, anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, and much, 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 much more. This is what we call intergenerational trauma, trauma that can be transferred or passed down in between generations. Now, I'm not placing the blame on our parents or ancestors. I'm really not trying to do that, and that isn't my goal. But I do think it's an important concept or pattern that we need to acknowledge when talking about mental health in communities of color, because it is a common cause for many of us that identify as Black, Indigenous, or people of color. And there's evidence to prove this, so it's very factual. Anyway, what does this mean for communities of color, then? It means that we need to change this narrative. And that change begins with self-care. While most people of color are not used to putting ourselves, especially... um, Let me say that again. (laughs) While most people of color are not used to putting ourselves first, especially women of color who are often seen as the healers for everyone else but ourselves, it is important that we take critical steps to ensure our self-care is a priority. Whether you are a mother, a caregiver, a CEO, the prime minister, it does not matter. It really does not matter how much you have on your plate. I really don't care. Self-care must be a priority if you want to not just live, but live, thrive, and grow. This is how you can become the best version of yourself. And frankly, if, if everyone knew that, you know, uh, putting yourself first and self care will give you, you know, the utmost, help you achieve the utmost level of happiness and you know a feeling of fulfillment. Then I wonder, why wouldn't you want to become the best version of yourself, or why aren't people thinking of like that already? So this is why I would like to talk about how we can get there. What does self care look like? Self care looks like exercising, eating healthy, putting on a nice face mask, playing basketball, watching a funny movie, writing, taking days off. You get the deal. But none of this actually matters without one having to do the deeper groundwork that is needed to address mental health or their mental health concerns or conditions. So to that effect, I say self-care also looks like Standing up for yourself, going to therapy, setting healthy boundaries, saying no to people, asking for help, and a hard one but an important one, removing toxic relationships. And I want to unpack this one in particular because as someone who has always had a hard time letting go of people or things that matter so much to me, this one is important. It doesn't matter if it's family or friends. It doesn't matter how much you love them or how much history you have or how much y'all have been going around saying you guys are the ride or dies for each other. It does not matter. If the relationship is toxic, it's time to move on or, or create healthy distance between the two of you to ensure you can maintain your self-care routine that serves you in the most um, in the most effective matter, manner. I know toxic is this sort of newfound word that we all love using, and often it comes from this, you know, it has this negative connotation to it, but I don't necessarily see it that way. Like, I love getting my nails done, but even nail polish can be toxic if it's not handled the right way. The same concept applies for humans. Generally speaking, people are not bad people, but they can be toxic when they are in an unsuitable environment. This includes me, so I have the ability of being toxic if I consistently put myself or find myself in environments where I feel like my needs are not being met. My mental health needs are not being met or where I feel like I simply just can't seem to flourish or grow. You know, when I reflect on my own life, I often think about how much time and energy I've wasted on people. I stuck around and allowed shit that I knew wasn't was not okay, thinking that I am a good person. I have to be the bigger person. I'm always going to be kind. I need to respect my elders because that's what I've been told or how I've been raised. You know, this is who I am. I'm not going to change myself for other people and this and that and la 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 la. No, it had nothing to do with me being a good person. It had everything to do with my anxiety. It had everything to do with my insecurities. It had everything to do with my lack of education and awareness about mental health. Once I started to understand the truth about mental health, that's when I was able to identify my own toxic traits and understand that my mental, emotional, and behavioral patterns, it meant more than just what I saw at surface value. My outbreaks were connected to my anxiety. My anxiety was connected to my suppressed emotions, including anger. My anger was connected to irritation. My irritation was connected to sadness. Sadness that was often deeply rooted in losing my father as a teen. I'm 29, and I'm still working through this. But the clarity was everything. The moment I wanted to and started to actually put do better for myself... That's when I set boundaries and finally started to protect my peace and not my name. And that's also when I realized how many people were actually down for me. How many people were willing to continue to show up for me, just as much as I've been showing up for them. You can bet that I've certainly lost people through this process, but you know, that's not a bad thing. That's actually a great thing. I now have more time to invest in myself and the others, they now have more time to invest in themselves. And now we're all one step closer to healing and growing. And hey, that's the goal, right? So just like that, you owe it to yourself to do the same too. You are what you eat, so choose what you consume wisely. Your environment can make or break you. So if you gotta let go, I say, let go in style put your best shade on and keep it moving keep it freaking moving i recognize that self care can look different for different people but the bottom line is you need to show up for yourself by loving yourself and taking care of yourself each and every single day and i'm emphasizing the each and every single day here because healing is not a you know a one stop shop or a final destination it's not a A a straight road ahead. It will definitely, you will definitely come across multiple, you know, up and hill battles, but that's the point. That's what's necessary. And for those who pull the, you know, I have so many people to take care of first, so it's really hard for me to put myself first. Remember, only when you can show up for yourself can you fully and genuinely show up for the other important people and things in your life. So be your best friend. Acknowledge, accept, and actively commit to making mental health a priority in your life. Screw the band-aid. Go for the stitches and fix your deep wounds and feel every single bit of it. Believe me, it will be a very painful and uncomfortable process. And it will take a great deal of strength to put yourself in a vulnerable position every single day. But that's exactly what healing is about. It's about really forcing yourself to face your deepest fears and comfort your traumatized and scared inner child, the child that needs you the most. That is is when transformation truly begins and that's how we shift from generational trauma to generational healing. So ask yourself, what are you going to do about your wellness journey? What are you going to do to come up with a wellness plan? Think about it thank you for sharing this beautiful moment time and energy with me today and special shout out to the great canadian woman team for giving me the space to share my insights on this week's episode of she speaks thank you thank
0: you thank you and until next time thank you so much for tuning into the she speaks podcast by the great canadian woman Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite player so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails.